Hello, and welcome to A Course in Miracles for Regular People. I'm your host, Reverend Robin. In this podcast, we read and discuss the text of A Course in Miracles. I also have another podcast that is reading and discussing the daily workbook lessons. That one is called A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. I love talking with people about A Course in Miracles and the daily lessons, and I welcome interaction and feedback. There are several ways you can reach out to me if you'd like to chat. I'm on Twitter at ACIMFOR. I have a Facebook page called A Course in Miracles for Regular People. You can email me at ACIMFRP, that's A Course in Miracles for Regular People, ACIMFRP at gmail.com. Or you can simply go to anchor.fm and leave me a voice message. Actually, you can also make donations on Anchor if you'd like to support this podcast, and I really appreciate that. Now let's get started with today's episode. And today's episode is number 64. We are continuing in Chapter 3, The Innocent Perception, and Section 4, Error and the Ego. Now, last week, we learned that the abilities that we now possess are only shadows of our real strength, that all confusion comes from the invention of levels, the different levels of consciousness and ego, and that right-mindedness, while is better than wrong-mindedness, is not actually knowing. So we're picking up in paragraph six, and it says, the ability to perceive made the body possible because you must perceive something with something. If there is a perception to be had, there is something that perceives it. That is why perception involves an exchange or a translation which knowledge does not need. An exchange or translation of what you see. Because when you know, when there is knowledge, there is no interpretation. It's just knowing. But perceiving is an interpretation. Continuing. The interpretative function of perception, which is a distorted form of creation, then permits you to interpret the body as yourself in an attempt to escape from the conflict that you have induced. So if you are interpreting your body as yourself, then you feel certain that that's true. And that way... You don't have the conflict of debating whether you are spirit or body. Continuing, spirit, which knows, could not be reconciled with this loss of power because it is incapable of darkness. So spirit knows that we are not the body, that the body is something which was made 
by deciding to be separate and perceiving things. So in doing that, we lost our power. We gave our power away. We deny our true selves and the power that we really are. And the spirit cannot be reconciled with that because it knows the power that it is and it's incapable of darkness. This makes spirit almost inaccessible to the mind and entirely inaccessible to the body. Thereafter, spirit is perceived as a threat because light abolishes darkness merely by showing you that it's not there. So if, the, if we allow the spirit to show us <clears throat> who we really are, then that means we have to let go of the idea that we are individuals, that we are bodies separate from each other, and from spirit. Continuing, truth will always overcome error in this way by the light coming in and showing us that we are not bodies, we are spirits. So truth will always overcome error in this way. This cannot be an active process of correction <clears throat> because as I have already emphasized, knowledge does not do anything. So when truth is overcoming error, it's not an active process because there's nothing to do. There is only knowing. It can be perceived as an attacker, spirit, and knowledge, but it cannot attack. What you perceive as its attack is your own vague recognition that knowledge can always be remembered since it has never been destroyed. Our own vague recognition that knowledge can be remembered, we have this vague idea that there is something more than our physical bodies, our physical existence. And this can be frightening. Therefore, we feel maybe like there is something out there, quote-unquote, out there that might, quote-unquote, get us. Continuing with paragraph 7 now. God and his creations remain in surety and therefore know that no miscreation exists. That feels comforting to me. God and his creations remain in surety. They're not in fear. They're not in doubt. Because they know that no miscreations actually exist. Truth cannot deal with errors that you want. If you don't want to know that your body is not the real you and you want to believe that this body is 
the real me. And that physical reality is the real reality. If we don't want to let go of that, then we disallow truth. And it can't, truth can't change those errors if we don't want those errors changed. Continuing, Jesus said, I was a man who remembered spirit and its knowledge. As a man, I did not attempt to counteract error with knowledge, but to correct error from the bottom up. When someone thinks that something is true and they are absolutely certain that it is true and you know better you know that that's not true and you try to tell them that that's not true what is usually their response is to push back hard and try to convince you that what they believe is true So continuing, Jesus said, I I demonstrated both the powerlessness of the body and the power of the mind. When he was walking around and healing people and raising the dead and answering questions that hadn't been asked yet, he was showing the power of the mind when he allowed his body to be crucified and killed, he was showing the powerlessness of the body. When he was resurrected, he again showed the power of the mind. Continuing, he said, by uniting my will with that of my creator, I naturally remembered spirit and its real purpose. So that's what we need to do is to unite our will with that of creator. Then we will naturally remember spirit and its real purpose. That is what I am wanting to do. God, I want to unite my will with yours. God, I want what you want. I want to know what you know. I want to think with your thoughts. Thank God that we are, in reality, still within the mind of God. That is truth. Thoughts do not lead the mind that thought them. Continuing, Jesus says, I cannot unite your will with God's for you, but I can erase all misperceptions from your mind if you will bring it under my guidance. Jesus, I want to bring my mind under your guidance. I want to know. Continuing, he says, only your misperceptions stand in your way. I want my perceptions corrected. Without those misperceptions, your choice is certain. Sane perception induces sane choosing. I cannot choose for you, but I can help you make your own right choice. 
Many are called, but few are chosen, should be. All are called, but few choose to listen. Therefore, they do not choose right. The quote-unquote chosen ones are merely those who choose right sooner. Right minds do this now, and they will find rest unto their souls. God knows you only in peace, and this is your reality. So, it's not that God chose a few people and all the rest are going to hell. It's that we are all called. We are all chosen. But few of us choose to listen to the call. Few of us choose to change our mind and choose right and be shown what reality really is. So right minds can do this now. We can choose. If we have right-mindedness, we can choose. And then we will have peace while we're living in these physical bodies. Because we know the truth that we are within and of God. And that is our reality. My main takeaways from this section are first that the ability to perceive is what made the body possible. We are taught in the Bible and in A Course in Miracles that we did not create ourselves. However, the desire for perception rather than knowing allowed us to make our bodies. Second, I think it's really good to know that God and his creations remain in surety. In other words, they're certain, they are sure. Our true selves with our creator are certain that no miscreations exist. We cannot really make anything that counteracts anything that God created. And third, and I think this is the most important one for me, that by uniting our will with that of our Creator, we naturally remember spirit and what the real purpose of spirit is. So let's bring our minds under Jesus' guidance so that our misperceptions can be corrected and our choices can be certain. This week, I wish you a week of corrected perceptions. Many blessings. Namaste. Thank you.